What's up, everybody? This is Full Draw Friday, episode number 27. My apologies, we haven't done this in a few weeks. But as you can tell, my voice is just now kind of coming back. So if I got to try to, if I got to take a drink of water, I apologize. I'll try to do it or not on the microphone. And then I'm going to try to keep this a little short, but we're going to be talking about summer trail camera tips on Full Draw Friday, number 27. All right, where do you want to set your trail cameras in the summertime? That's kind of what I'm going to cover today. Give you some tips for getting pictures of those bucks and deer in general, but mostly bucks because that's what we're all interested in on trail cameras most of the time if you're trying to harvest them in this fall. So before I get into where to set the cameras. We'll talk about kind of your goals, what your goals maybe should be for your summer trail camera picks. And I think one of the biggest ones is going to be trying to identify bucks from the previous year and understand that they may be in different areas than they will be in the fall. And it's likely that they'll be in different areas than they will be in the fall. Which also kind of leads to the next point is don't expect to see every buck you get a picture of this fall because you're going to want to set these cameras and we'll talk about it in places where they want to hang out in the summertime, which is not necessarily where they're going to want to be when it gets colder out and leaves start falling and stuff like that. Also, they're going to be in their bachelor groups, and at some point those are going to break up, and then they will disperse from those. The more dominant bucks might stay in the area, but the other ones are going to leave. He might run the other ones off, and their testosterone levels go up, and they get hard-horned and all that stuff. But, again, your goals for this, identifying bucks for last year I think is a big one from last year because it's going to let you know that he's still out there. And we're a little early for that yet. It's going to be hard to tell unless he had some identifying mark like on his body because the antler growth is not quite going to be there yet Most in most cases. But we are starting to see that antler growth. So you can kind of get an idea. And before long, you will be able to tell some, some characteristics on their antlers where you can identify those bucks. So I think that's a big one for the summertime, just seeing what's, what's still around from last year. Also, you might see something that potentially could come around during the rut. A lot of times, new bucks that you have come in during the rut might have been there in the summertime. Sometimes if they are not finding the does where they're at in the fall, they may go back to what they knew as their summer range because they're somewhat familiar with that area. They know there's does there, and they'll come back and check those does. So you might get some bucks that are returning from the summer, at least in that two, three-week window in November. So it can also be you don't necessarily want to build your target list off of what you're seeing in the summertime, but there are potentials for bucks to show up during the rut that you're going to see on your summer trail camera pictures. So you can keep that as, in mind as well. And again, like I mentioned earlier, just try to keep your expectations where they need to be as far as if you see a bunch of giant deer on your summer trail cameras, don't expect that they're all still going to be there in the fall. Now, they might be, and if you have the right farm set up, if you're hunting a big enough area, you may be able to hunt them in a different location than what you're getting their trail camera pictures and still have a chance of those deer. But just know that, a lot of times they're going to fall different places than they're going to summer. So where are we going to find these bucks in the summertime to get pictures of them? A, a big one is open woods, trails that run through open woods. We talk about it a lot. In the fall, they want high stem count. They want a lot of cover. They want stuff to make rubs on. They want to make scrapes. In the summertime, they want somewhere where it's shade. So a lot of overstory canopy, high canopy to keep the sun out. 
not a lot of understory and low canopy where the wind will still move through and keep them cool because obviously it's hot in the summer. They're just like us. They want to lay in the shade. So somewhere like that is where you're going to spend a lot of their time, especially during the day. Uh, they're going to be laid up a lot of times during the day, but you're going to catch them moving through those areas on their way to feed if they're doing that early or on the way back, especially some of those cooler days. That's where you're going to find them. So if you have a nice open woods somewhere, Close to where you're going to be hunting some bucks that you might see in the fall. Again, they may not be there in the fall, but that's going to be a place you can get pictures of them, find out what's out there. Another one is a big one, and this goes into even late summer scouting. Uh, what do we all like to do? We all like to go sit on bean fields. Well, those beans are still green, especially right now, you know, in the next few weeks here when they're going to start really coming up. I know a lot of guys are, are just now getting their beans in, but when they start coming up, you can put cameras up on those bean field edges near their entry and exit trail. So that may be something, too, where you can do some scouting, you know, sit on the edge of that bean field, find out where they're coming in and out at, and then go set your camera. It's going to be a little bit hit or miss. It's kind of the same idea with hunting a field edge. What makes it so difficult is because they could come in and out anywhere. But if you can find a, a place where it seems like a good majority of them are either passing a, passing in front of that, a specific tree or something, um, then that's going to be a good place to put your camera. Or if they're all using... An inside corner pretty often of that bean field, that could be a really good place to set those cameras and get really good velvet pictures. Other ones where it's legal is your mineral and feed sites. Now that seems pretty obvious, but a lot of times we'll go out and put mineral sites out or feed sites and then we won't hang a camera over them. You might as well see what's using it if you're going to go do that. I've been guilty of that in the past. I've got a couple um, guys I know in Missouri right now uh, running mineral sites um, that we've worked with that aren't that don't have cameras up on them yet, but they're going to do it, you know, here in the future. So, you know, even guys that, that we work with, you know, we're all guilty of it. But if you've got those mineral and feed sites, you might as well put your camera on it. And, again, make sure you're doing that. Check up on all your laws and stuff where that's legal. But that's another really good one. And it can also help you kind of establish a use pattern for those deer if you do it near a food plot or something like that. So if you are in one of those locations where their summer range and fall range kind of uh, converge, you may be able to establish some use with your mineral mineral and feed sites. And not only that, I don't see a lot of downside to using mineral or feed. There's some debate on how much it actually helps, but I cannot see it hurting if you're helping those deer achieve their uh, nutritional needs during the summertime. Another one that seems pretty obvious, but a lot of times I think we overlook for setting up trail cameras, is water holes, especially if they're close to food. I mean, uh, food plots would be another obvious one if you have summer food sources. But water holes are a big one. Deer use them all year round. We talk about hunting them in the rut, too, because I think that's also overlooked. When it's cold, we don't think about water. But when it's hot, we hunt those water holes during the hot days in the fall, so why not set cameras up on them when, over the summertime when it's hot all the time? Those deer are going to be drinking more often, so you got a better chance of seeing them come in there. Now, it might take, you know, you sit up over a water hole for a couple weeks, go check the camera, there's no bucks on it. Maybe you go to a different water hole. Maybe you just move it off that altogether. But go, if you find one that's got a bunch of tracks around it, especially if it's got tracks that look like buck tracks, those bigger ones, sometimes it's going to be a little hard to tell when it's muddy like that. But if you're finding all that good sign around them, set your camera up on that water hole, set it kind of towards where they're coming and going from, and then you're going to have a good chance of getting that buck on camera when he's taking a drink. So other things for your summer trail cameras, this goes with setting up trail cameras at any time. If you can get them north-facing and not straight towards the east or the west, 
Uh, if you do have to go east or west a little bit, if you can go northeast or northwest, that's going to be your best bet because if you go towards the south, you're going to get a lot of sun exposure, especially if you go towards the east or west, mornings or afternoons. Southeast, southwest are going to be the worst possible places to point your cameras. That way you just don't get washed out by the sun and you're taking good pictures. If it's not possible, do what you got to do. Understand that. Try to get you some shade maybe on it if you can. But just know that you might get some washout on some of your pictures, and if that's the picture you get of your good buck, you don't want that. So keep that in mind when you're setting up trail cameras as well. That goes for all year, but especially during the summertime. So those are the tips I got for you guys on setting up your summer trail cameras. I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, but we haven't done a folder all Friday on it. So I thought this was a good time of year to go over that. We're starting to see the bucks get their velvet on uh, their antlers. Starting to grow some. I've had several guys send me pictures of some that are starting to look pretty good. So if if you're into running summer trail cameras and you want to see those velvet pictures, uh, those are some things that are going to help you get better ones. So that said, don't forget about our sponsor for Full Draw Friday, Rodney Hawkins. If you're looking for your own ground to manage your hunt, put trail cameras up on in the summertime, Rodney's the guy to talk to. He can also help you get your property sold if you got something you're wanting to list. He grew up hunting and fishing in southern Illinois, and he's now putting that love for the outdoors into selling recreational properties as a land specialist with Midwest Farm and Land. If you guys haven't heard of them, they're not your average real estate company. In 2022, they sold over $85 million worth of ground. They've got agents like Rodney all over Illinois. They're really a local company with a national reach. For more info on them, to find out what's on the market, to find out what what might be coming up on the market, or to get your property listed again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153, and he'll get you taken care of. He's also recently started a company called RG Outdoors. They've got hardened soft-sided blinds and blind chairs from Radix Blinds. In addition to all-natural scent elimination product called Camo Dust, they've also got burner self-defense weapons now and Tacticam trail cameras. If you guys want to keep up with the stuff that they've got coming out, if you want any more information on anything they do have already, you can check out their Facebook page, RG Outdoors. Email them at rgoutdoors at yahoo.com. Or again, just call Rodney directly at 618-925-3153. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. Facebook and Instagram is the one we use the most. That's Ridge Hunter Outdoors on both of those. We do have a Facebook group now for the podcast listeners. It's RHO Podcast Patrons is a Facebook group. It asks you like two questions, and then you can get in the group. You get some exclusive content there. You'll have the opportunity to ask us questions that you want to hear discussed on the podcast, give us ideas for topics, um, and ask any guest, upcoming guest questions. I'll try to do a better job about posting who we have coming up, and then that way you guys can ask questions on there. But don't forget to join that group if you're on Facebook. Also, our website, richhunteroutdoors.com. You can go on there and shop any of our scents, our food plot seed, anything we've got on there, our apparel. You can use the discount code FULLDRAW, and that's all caps, no space, and get 10% off anything on the website. Follow us on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, subscribe to the YouTube channel, like and comment on any of the videos there. We've got a lot of stuff planned for this year and this fall especially, so we're looking forward to that. Make sure you subscribe so you can stay tuned. Other than that, guys, that'll do it for Full Draw Friday number 27. Appreciate you guys tuning in. And we got a good one coming up for you Monday as well, so make sure you, you listen up for that one.